Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, where we feature great interviews, inspiring stories, and candid conversations. So join us. Hey, this is Sea Wolf from the hit web series, Hey Shipwreck. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, submarinewife.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. We are very happy to have you here with us tonight. This is Wendy, and Marla is off tonight. Tonight we have a special show for you. We have a full lineup with um, the topic of the uh, micro advancement accounts that are offered through Military OneSource. So if you're one of the 98,000 spouses who's been approved for the program, um, then you'll definitely want to tune in today. We're going to get some reactions from some military spouses that have been affected and also talk about um, what spouses are doing to sound off. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about our guests tonight. They are both military spouses, like I said, who've been affected by the MyCAA shutdown, which is, you'll hear that term a lot tonight, so if you're a listener and you're not, um, if you're not using the MyCAA scholarship, we'll, we'll give you some background on that, but it does stand for My Career Advancement Account. Um, these two spouses decided to sound off loudly by creating a Facebook group, and that group is called Take action against my CAA shutdown. The group, believe it or not, has grown to almost 2,000 members in a very short period of time, like I think a week or something. Um, So if you're not a member of it, we're going to tell you how to do that. Uh, They've also been running a survey, and in less than 48 hours, they've already received close to 400 responses. And it's an easy survey. We'll tell you how you can take that, too. So Rebecca and Kemi will be joining us in just a little bit. A little bit about our show. For those of you that are new, we average close to about 1,000 downloads each week, and we're growing every week. So we want to welcome our first-time listeners and give a shout-out to all of our regular listeners. We love you guys for listening, and we thank you for your support of our show. And Marla, I just want to say I miss you. And actually, she's not feeling very well, so we we send her get well wishes. Get well soon. Um, As a reminder, our show is always better with you guys involved. So we invite you to settle back and grab yourself a cold Diet Coke or tea or water or hot tea or whatever it is, whatever is your pleasure. Just relax for the next hour. Unless you're like my friend Jay who listens from Par Harbor, and she's actually very healthy and actually listens to us on the treadmill, something that I should aspire to do. Um, (laughs) So, uh, But the point is we just want you to hang out and relax for the next hour. Whether your spouse is at home or on duty, at sea, or deployed in the sand, we invite you to join the conversation tonight. I want to remind everybody that when you do call in or or if you do contact us, we just all practice operational security, OPSEC, and what that means is just give us your first name only. We don't need your last name or anything like that. We certainly don't want to know what your husband does or where he works. So no discussion of ship movement, unit, boat names, names in conjunction with the command, you know the drill, all that stuff. And doing so just ensures we keep everybody safe. And um, uh, we ask you to do that, whether you're listening to our show or whether you're commenting on our blog or our Facebook page or our website, any place that you contact us. If you are on Twitter, you can send us a tweet message tonight. 
while we're doing the show live, you just send it to at MyMilitaryLife. That's our Twitter, our Twitter page. And if you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, you can enter the chat room. I've got the room open, and um, you can either go in as a guest or create an account. And if you if you create an account, you can request to be on our friends list. And then that also means you can click on the little red heart that's next to our show and make us a favorite. favorite. And when you do that, whenever we schedule a new show, you will be notified and you'll get all the latest news on um, upcoming guest information and show topics. So we encourage you to do that. Our show airs most Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, so we encourage you to Listen to us live if you can, or if you want to subscribe to the show via iTunes, just search Navy Wife Radio. Tonight, our guest call-in number, it's 646, I'm going to give you this, so grab a piece of paper, it's 646-652-4629, 646-652-4629. And we just ask that when you call in, you go into the chat room, and leave us your first name and your area code. That helps us screen our calls so we make sure that we know who we're talking to when we answer the phone. And um, that just keeps it easy. So um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some news around the services, um, recap a current event, and then we'll get started with our first guest. So we invite you to settle back and just enjoy, enjoy the show tonight. You're listening to Military Life Radio and Navy Wife Radio. We'll be right back. After the break, USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years, and we can help you achieve your financial goals. Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment. Or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA. We know what it means to serve. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. Well, in the big news around the services this week, the DOD released its social media policy. It's something that we had been expecting for some time. We all know that um, the McPond's on Facebook, and if you don't follow him, you can find him. Just search face on Facebook for McPond. And the Joint Chiefs, Admiral Mullen, is also on. He's on Twitter. He actually tweets. And there's lots of leadership and commands that are already using social media, so we kind of thought that they weren't going to ban it, but it's nice now to know that they're not going to. And basically, um, you guys can read the social media policy if you like. You just go to defense.gov to look it up. And it, in a nutshell, it means commands are free to tweet in Facebook, and folks should have access on um, government networks. Although unit commanders and um, on the ground can still control access on board ships or in war zones, obviously for security reasons, so they'll still have that unique authority to um, limit access. 
And um, you can check out defense.gov or millblogging.com for the security pieces and to get more information. But I think it's great. They've already had, I think, on defense.gov about 1,400 people share it and about 400 people tweet it via Facebook and Twitter. So folks are definitely talking about it. And if you're an FRG leader or you are an ombudsman and you have a command Facebook page or Twitter page or are thinking about it, you definitely want to check that out and um, share it with your leadership. Uh, you know, whether or if maybe you're just an FRG member or just a spouse thinking about we should be on Facebook. Um, definitely want to do it the right way. And uh, so we encourage you guys to get on and read that so you're educated and informed. The other thing I wanted to tell you about this is just more of a current events thing. Um, the Olymp the Winter Olympics are over. I don't know if you're like me, but I really like to watch figure skating, and I like to watch um, the downhill skiing and the short track with Apollo. Oh, no, I loved watching those events. So I'm sad to see the Olympics are gone. Um, my DVR, I, I was going to tape them, but I figured I'd never get any work done if I taped the Olympics. So I caught a lot of highlights. Um, but I want to say the medal count for um, the Olympics were – USA had the most with 37 total. However, Canada had Canada had the most gold with 14, including that hockey win. So, uh, which was sort of a heartbreaker, I think. Don't know if you guys um, saw that or not. And Apollo Ono set an Olympic record with his eight medals. And I saw him do an interview with Bob Costas, which I thought was really cool. And then we talked about how the number eight was really lucky for him. It's the number of infinity. It's the yin and the yang, all of that. So congratulations to him. And I look forward to the next Winter Olympics. I think it's um, a great way to uh, celebrate sports. So um, we will move on to the next thing. I want to say, too, that uh, the um, – the Carl Vincent, I was on Navy.mil earlier, and the Carl Vincent was making water off the coast of Haiti for quite a long time. And they have now, um, well-deservingly, are in a port call at Rio de Janeiro. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. So, yes, the Carl Vincent, and I have a friend on that boat, so or ship or whatever you want to call it. Um, they are currently in Rio de Janeiro, so I hope they're enjoying themselves. They've been working really hard supporting the relief effort in Haiti. So shout out to them. And I'm going to go over to the chat room. And I'm sorry, there's people in the chat room, and I'm sorry that I have not been conversing with you guys. I can't double task. I miss Marla. She and I kind of play off each other. You all know who listens to the show regularly. Okay, so hi, everybody in the chat. I see that um, Kristen is in the chat room. And I believe, hopefully, she's been welcoming everybody into the chat. Help us moderate that tonight, Kristen, if you can. That would be great. She operates the Etsy store pins and paper. We love her stuff. Um, you've heard me talk about it before. And um, also Deborah from wirecake.com, who we also love, is there. And I have to give an update before we jump into our topic of the night that um, Trey's Cake, because I, I think you guys have heard me talk about this the last couple of days the Marine that we adopted at work, um, uh, our office sent him a care package, and 
And then once we, you know, got to know him and we're finding a little bit more about him, um, because he's deployed to Afghanistan, um, he stepped on an IED that didn't go off, if you can only imagine. And so he's really, I mean, he's a miracle already, right? IED did not go off. And so Deborah heard me telling the story, and she offered to send him a cake. And that was right before Valentine's Day. So the news is that Trey and his buddies have received the wire cake. And it took, I think, about 10 days to get there, 10 or 12 days or something. And um, the comments that his mom got were, it's the best thing they've tasted since they've been in Afghanistan. And, and it was all in one piece. Like, you think it would show up and it would be all a crumbled mess. But it was beautiful, according to them, and uh, it was very tasty. So um, filled with love from home. So uh, if you guys want to check it out, you can check out Wire a Cake on Facebook, and there's an actual picture of of Trey. So um, if you're thinking of something special to send to your deployed or even non-deployed you know, service member, hubby, brother, um, spouse, doesn't you know whether it's a birthday or just or just because although St. Patrick's Day is coming up consider doing the cake thing because I think it's so unique and um so yes yeah, so yay Trey got his cake thank you very much and that's Deborah over at wirecake.com all right so up next we're going to jump right into our topic of the night which is the my CAA uh a, a no notice Shutdown. I know I keep saying that. The no notice shutdown. Because that's really what happened. We were all sitting around thinking that we had, you know, a day or two still to apply for classes or sign up for a class. Because there's a lot of um, folks that start classes in March um, or even were applying for fall semester. And then all of a sudden, boom, our, the accounts were just um, halted without any kind of notice whatsoever, which I think is the pain of this whole experience. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about tonight, is sharing some stories and, and, and letting you all sound off on what your experience has been. Um, just to give you a little bit of background on the program before our first guest comes on, the actual scholarship program was offered through Military OneSource for college or career training. Approximately um, 98,000 spouses had been approved. It's a $6,000 scholarship. Um, the beauty of this, the beauty or the curse of this program is that it didn't matter if, if it, you didn't, it didn't matter if you were young or old, already had some sort of degree or classes started or not. Didn't matter how junior you were or how senior your spouse was, whether you were married to the military six months or six years or seventeen, twenty-five years. Didn't matter. Um, all you had to do was be a military spouse and get your career plan um, approved, meaning that it was a portable career, something that well, you could take as you move from duty station to duty station. And um, the word goes that the the amount or the response was just so overwhelming that they just couldn't operate any longer, um, that it was breaking the bank, so to speak. Um, 38,000 more had applied and were waiting for approval, is what the current press release had said. The, and I will say, um, Tommy Thomas, who is the Deputy Undersecretary of Defense, who oversees the MyCA program, says the response was unexpected. 
And uh, in a quote, he is he has said these applications were overwhelming the system intended to support the program, and almost reached the budget threshold. So you know we've heard different things saying that it's just paused and that it will come back again, but we don't know any what kind of limitations might be part of that process. So um, first up tonight, we're going to talk with um, one of the people that has started the Facebook page. Uh, as kind of a response to what can we do to take action on um, the shutdown of MyCA. And Cami joins us, and she's calling in from Nevada. So without any further ado, I'm going to bring her on the line and introduce you all to her. And um, again, like when we're talking, you can go to Facebook.com and search um, Take Action Against MyCAA Shutdown, and that's how you can find the actual Facebook page. And she's going to tell us a little bit more about it. So... Um, Cammie, are you there? Yeah, hi. Can you hi, hear me? Wel- welcome to the show. Thanks, Wendy. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit more about you and okay. your military experience? Sure. Um, well, actually, I am in Colorado Springs. Um, my my oh, home of record right. is okay. Nevada, so that's but you're <laughs> right there. My home of record is Nevada. Um, but right now, uh, my husband is at Fort Carson in Colorado Springs, and I've been here since October with he and my two-and-a-half-year-old son. And uh, we love it here. We're having a great time here. And, um, yeah, I and just a, as a point of clarification, um, with the Facebook stuff, I, I didn't join, actually, until it had already been created. And um, so I think I was, I don't know, like in the 200... 200 people before me had actually signed on to Facebook before I had found the page. But um, since then, I've spent entirely too much time on it. But it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's been something I can't pull myself away from because it's, it's so important to, um, to try to uh, you know, get some accountability going with this program. But yeah, so it's, well, uh, it's great to be involved. on your show. Well, we're glad that you're here, and I think that your involvement, like you said, you've just been on it 24-7. I really think your involvement has helped it grow so quickly. I mean, because that's one of the things about a Facebook page. It's got to be interactive. Otherwise, people don't, you know, they don't come back. So um, I think your involvement has really helped it grow. So I'm excited to have you here and just be able to um, start the conversation on this topic. And, And so what's your personal experience with the shutdown? Well, I had initially um, applied to the program um, back in October, at the beginning of October, and at that point in time there was a three-week wait on getting your application process because they hadn't, it was still in soft launch, they hadn't done any official um, launch of it quite yet, and um, so when um, the three weeks passed, you know, I I was approved, and I was really happy about that, and I got the approval letter, and I started the um, momentum and the discussion needed with the uh, university here in Colorado Springs that I wanted to go ahead and attend to be able to get my master's certificate. And the courses that I um, was not uh, eligible to, uh, that wouldn't apply towards my focus, weren't available until March. So I had it on my calendar with a reminder at the beginning of February to call the university here and get an appointment to get registered. So I did that. Um, I made the call the second week in February. I made the appointment for the 18th of February. And then on the 17th of February, I got the call from their financial office who had told us or told me that 
that my call program had been frozen and that I was not going to be able to access the funds. So I was one day away from registering. Oh I was God. one day after the program had, uh, had frozen, and all of a sudden what was going to be a $3,000 investment out of my pocket turned into a $10,000 investment out of my pocket. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that's my experience. So you're like, with it. oh, my goodness. <laughs> it oh my took goodness. the wind out of my sails. I, I had to remind myself sort of to breathe because it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Well, no doubt. I mean, here you are. You go through all the planning, all the um, creating your own little strategy of how you're going to do this, and you get you fill out all the paperwork. And it's not an easy – I mean, it's not diff- – Prior to the shutdown, it wasn't difficult to get approved, but it's still a lot of steps that you've got to take to get the process going. Right. Well, I was actually a little bit surprised at how easy it was. When when I finally got the application letter granted, I had to wait a little while, and I was okay with that. Um, and I certainly had no sense of entitlement, you know, that this is something I should have access to and I want it, so give it to me. When it came, I was so pleasantly surprised. It was such a breath of fresh air that I was here I was, um, you know, with all the deployments and all the PCSing, here was something within my grasp that I was going to be able to utilize to um, gain some professional momentum that has been so hard for me and I know all the other spouses that have to move a whole bunch. So um, it was something that I've known for years that I needed to do before my husband retired is get that professional or get that education because because of the fact that you don't have time to get a whole bunch of professional experience. I can't say, oh, I've been working in a field for 15 years because that just is almost, I don't want to say impossible, but very, very difficult. So, you know, when I had a road and I had a letter in my hand saying that I was approved and I, I had this education tool to be able to make up for the fact that I don't have that, you know, years and years of work experience behind me, um, you know, it's, it was the great equalizer, and it was just taken away just as easily. <laughs> wow. Well, okay, so I want to ask you about the survey that you're asking spouses to take because you know, I know you're one person that we're talking to today, but I really feel like your voice is like a thousand other voices because of all of the comments that are on that Facebook page that you know we, all are, we are all reading and, and getting pulled in by. Um, the, the survey, tell, tell everybody about the survey and how they can take it and why okay. they take it. Well, the survey is just a set of questions that I, I set up um, on Zoomering, which is just a free software service. And um, I, I generated questions based on what I was reading on the Facebook page to try to get a little more clarity about who we are, how we intended to use this fund, um, there was a lot of talk about the GI Bill, and I wanted to sort of narrow down, you know, you know, what the GI meant to this group, and you know, if their spouses were intending on utilizing it themselves. And I just wanted to give us some data to be able to better define us in the eyes of the um, MyCaw program managers over at the DoD, and also to give us some um, fodder to work with when we're talking to media to be able to um, take it, uh, you know, a couple of uh, steps maybe beyond the personal experience perspective, um, because like you say, so many of us have similar expe- uh, you know um, experiences with this, and I just wanted to give us a little more um, a little more in our arsenal. So it's 
the the link is actually on the Facebook page. It's sort of buried right now within the within the posts on when you first go to it, but it's um, it's on that Facebook page. And after we get done with this interview, um, I was made administrator. So what I'll do is I'll just go and and make sure that the link lives on that very first page, and it won't get uh, <laughs> hidden. <Okay>. It's <laughs> yeah, on we'll, the discussion page too. That's where I found it, and that was pretty easy to find. So. Good. Yeah, it's it's there too. Um, okay. So just just look for you know survey is the title. Like, you know, for everybody listening, it's like maybe eight questions. I mean, it, it basically talks about. Um, yeah, you could zoom through it probably in yeah. you know three to four minutes. Yeah, it's pretty easy, and it's pretty non-invasive too. And it's just basically, were you signed up? Were you not? Were you thinking of it? Were you not? Do you have a job? Do you not? That kind of stuff. Um, uh, that yeah, so it's easy easy to take. Okay, so how many? I, I know. I last checked, there was about about fourteen hundred members on board of the page. Oh, I think it's almost up to two thousand now. Okay, okay, so okay, yeah. it's almost two thousand. Almost four hundred people have taken the survey. And how long ago did you put that survey up? Uh, just about twenty six hours ago. Exactly. So, so I mean, this is like a hot thing. Now I know there are people that will say, "Well, it's not scientific and all of that stuff." So that's sort of the charm of this whole thing. It's sort of, you know, it's the military sausage just got together. It's homegrown. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> um, and so hopefully it'll inspire some 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 sort of other scientific survey. Um, well, you know, I actually work. Um, I've worked on survey developments before. I mean, I'm not a statistician. I can't look at the numbers and, and start to start to do all the regression analysis and everything that the economists know so much about. But the questions were developed um, with in mind of you know they're they're not compound. You know, the topics there's one per question. Um, so when you're answering the question, you the they're they're valid questions. I believe. I do believe they're valid. Okay. So what are a couple of quick stats that you can tell us right now? Well, um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, of the education that people were pursuing, 64% of the spouses were pursuing undergraduate, and uh, there were 40% that were going for a graduate degree or some kind of certificate training. So that's a pretty good balance. You know, I think that uh, with a lot of the financial aid that's out there, it's very much geared towards undergraduate degrees. And what this program, what this least survey is revealing, is that you know it's pretty much 50/50. You know, there's there's people out there that need to go get their associates and bachelor's degrees, but that isn't everyone. And I would venture to say that a majority of the alternative funding mechanisms out there, the other grants, the other the other scholarships, they are geared towards undergraduates. So that was the beauty of this program. If you could just go ahead and and you know make sure that your your planned course, you know, projection was something that would be approved. It didn't matter if you were going beyond a bachelor's or, or if you needed trade training or any type of professional training. It it really was very um, agile that way for us. So th I thought that was a really interesting interesting um, statistic that's come out so far of the survey. Well, let me ask you, you know, because some of the things that I've heard, pros and cons. And some of the things that might. Um, uh, sorry, I'm just I'm getting a message here, so I, I apologize. Sometimes people okay. text us during the show, so we had a question come through, and I'll ask that to you in just a second. But you know, some of the feedback we've gotten is sort of along that line that the program really wasn't intended for higher education. It was intended for spouses that hadn't taken classes before or couldn't afford 
you know, um, tuition. Um, sort of like the younger sect, I, you know, I, I hesitate to use that term, but um, and that it wasn't really intended for higher degrees. The like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the the beauty or the charm or the curse of it all was it didn't matter what type of degree you wanted, it just had to be a portable career. So do you have an opinion on whether it should be only available for undergraduate degrees or for um, a certain, let's say, um, junior spouses, like junior enlisted or junior J.O. spouses? Well, you know, you I think that you have to put on that. Yeah, well, I I do, and it's it probably raises more questions than anything. But I think you have to look at the intent of the program. Is is getting is allowing spouses to be able to go and get more education. Is it making sure that when the um, the family unit gets out of the military, that um, that the marketability of the spouses is maximized? Because if it's if it's that question. Then, um, and then that means that everyone should be able to get it because all spouses find or they're fighting the same um, obstacles in being able to stay professionally relevant. Ver even if it's you know getting that that first degree or being able to maintain that job, that you have some kind of momentum that is behind you within a career track. Otherwise, we're all going to get out of the military. It doesn't matter if you get your bachelor's or not, we're all going to get out of the military. And um, we're going to have to compete if if we can't stay professionally relevant through education, we're going to have to compete with people that are maybe, you know, fifteen years or our juniors or, you know, so it's um it's something that everyone I think deserves a shot at because we all have our ambitions. And I don't think that anyone should be um should be throwing out someone else down in the trench just to make sure that they can continue on. I think this that everyone needs to be considered, and I think that the statistics actually are supporting that. Okay. All right. What do you think about um, folks that say they should use their spouse's GI Bill? Well, my, my knee-jerk reaction is that my husband actually earned that, and I wouldn't want to touch it. Um, you know, he also is is going to be facing his decision when he gets out of the military on where he wants to take his career and that's what the GI bill should be used for you know he's he's he'll be by the time he gets out he would have at that point devoted you know 24 25 years into the military that's our plan and he he needs to be able to transition also so the GI bill should be his and and you know if you look at what we're seeing right now is that 55% of the respondents that have come into the survey 55% of the spouses um their their husbands do or or wives do indeed plan to use their GI Bill. Um, so you know that's and that's that should be that should be used by the spouse. But if it's not going to be used by the spouse, then um, you know if 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 we as quote unquote dependents um, you know tap into it, you know I then maybe that's okay. But I just. I have a lot of trepidation for that because it's it's for the it's for the military guys and and women and they need to be able to utilize it and I don't think that we should compete they should feel um, they should feel torn about wanting to use that themselves when they finally do get out of the military this shouldn't be a question for them to have to answer right okay all right um, we had a question from the chat room and I'll pose it to you 
Um, Joey in the chat room had asked, why do so many military spouses wait to pursue a career in the private sector until later in life? And um, I don't know. you have any thoughts on that? Um, I have my own. Well, I think... Yeah, I think the moving. I, I think it's you know some external circumstances. It's not. It's not necessarily waiting because you want to wait. It's waiting because you know the the circumstances sort of, you know, they dictate that in a lot of ways. Um, so I think that, I you know I I would think that that's why it's not necessarily because they they want to wait. It's just because you know it's it's tough moving all the time and and. Uh, and starting a new job and, and re reasserting your, your core competencies and being able to do a job that that maximizes your skills and your interests and have to recreate that every three years um, is a rather uh, it's I would say it's probably, you know, ten percent diligence and ninety percent luck to land a job like that. So you know. And yeah, yeah, you know, luck or blessing, however you look at it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so tell everybody, um, what can spouses do to take action if they're affected by this? Well, um, I think a really good source is that Facebook page. You know, the social media functionality is is amazing. You can go in there. You can get some ideas. You don't have to start from step one. Um, there's a lot of good ideas out there. There's a lot of template letters that are floating around um, for you to go ahead and contact your senators, I think would be the first step after you go ahead and familiarize yourself with some of the topics that have already been thrown out by all of us within our network. So you contact your, your senators, um, contact your media. Um, local media has been really eating this up. Um, so uh, I know that there was you know, over 250 stories posted you know, just in one week on this topic. So contact your local media and Keep it geared towards you know this this program, and you know there's a lot of things that we can try to you know throw the we don't want to throw too many uh, topics into this um, this MyCoff focus. I mean we have tough lives, and there's a lot of other things and a lot of other um, a lot of other complaints that can get folded into this. I think, and I think that we have to be focused. We have to stay on point and be able to really just talk about the program. And um, and get the DoD to consider in another light. I think that we all need to be unified in that goal. Well, I agree. Yeah, I think there's and they're on the Facebook page. I'm getting ready to post the link into the chat room right now for everybody who's listening to us live. Um, I'm going to post that in there, and you guys can actually head on over and you can take the survey. Um, Cammy's going to go ahead and post the actual survey um, link up towards the top of their page. And um, you can either follow the link or you can go to Take Action Against My CAA Shutdown is the name of the group. My face, my um, computer's a little bit um, stuck right now for some reason, but um, I'm going to send it to Kristen in a message and she'll post it for me. So um, sorry about that. That was a little bit. Sometimes we can't help the chat room getting stuck. <laughs> So, um, okay, all right, Kevin. Well, thank, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for being on the show and answering all my questions. Um, people can find you over on the Facebook page, right? Right. And uh, I, I just, I thank, um, I thank you, and congratulations on the success of your show. And uh, and and if you're out there and you you want to go ahead and and be a part of of of, of this sort of activism that's going on, um, please. 
come on into this Facebook page and, and, and be a part of this because this is a, a really solid example of how we can do something really positive for ourselves and, and redefine what it is to be a, defend, a dependent, you know, because I really think that we're internal stakeholders. I really think that, you know, spouses should be treated as such because of the role that we play in making sure that our, our soldiers are are ready for what is, is called of them. So um, get on the page. Yes, everybody, get on the page. All right, Kemi, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Everybody, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk more about this topic. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. We'll be right back after this break. U.S. Navy t-shirts, mugs, and more at NavyChief.com. Hot new designs for sailors, chiefs, officers, families, and all those who support our men and women in the United States Navy. NavyChief.com will ship anywhere in the USA, APOs and FPOs too. NavyChief.com offers silkscreen tees for your command, unit, ship, CPOAs, fundraisers, businesses, schools, and other special events. Let our in-house professional graphic artists design your next custom order. Huge selection of tees for only $10 each. NavyChief.com, supporting our shipmates since 1997. Veteran-owned, all NavyChief.com apparel is printed in the USA. Call us at 301-475-0437 or log on at NavyChief.com. everybody welcome back to the show um we've already had on an army spouse cammy and next we welcome a navy spouse um uh, rebecca will be joining us in just a second her um, spouse is in the navy like i said they've been on sea duty for 11 years oh my gosh i can't wait to ask her about that and um they're finally on their their uh their shore duty right now she's been an ombudsman and frg leader and so she's here tonight to talk about her experience and she's also involved with the Facebook page, um, like Cami. So uh, we want to welcome her to the show. And I want to remind everybody, if you're trying to call in, um, if you have a question for us, we would love to take your call. Um, our, six, our number is 646-652-4629. The only thing we ask is that you go ahead and put your area code and your name in the chat room and your question, so that way we know it's you calling and um, then we'll take your call. And um, we will um, take those as we talk to Rebecca in our next segment here. So without further ado, a fellow Navy wife. Rebecca, are you there? I am. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, I'm glad that you're here. Um, You know, it's kind of a hot topic, right? (laughs) Oh, it it It, really is. It really is a hot topic. So you know, we just want to jump right in, and I think what we'll do is we'll go through a couple questions, and then we'll take a call, and we'll just play it by ear and see how it goes. Are you up for that? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So tell us a little bit more about your military family. Oh, well, you know, I'm a military spouse, Navy spouse, and I have three children. My husband um, has been in the Navy for 18-plus years now, So, and I have my own Navy experience. I uh was a dental technician in the Navy for two years, and I decided that being dual military was just not for us, so I got out and um, have been taking care of my kids ever since. All right. Well, um, 
you know, thank you for your service and for your husband's service. I think that um, it's always cool to talk to spouses who have served before who are, or who are currently serving. You know, one of the things that we started the show, I'm kind of digressing a little bit, but I'm a, I'm a submarine wife, so our show was called Submarine Wife. But then I qu- quickly discovered we were like 1% of the Navy. So <laughs> we quickly changed that to spouse, which went to Navy spouse, which went to, or Navy wife, which went to military life. So um, our uh-huh. military life uh, radio show is really geared to, to welcome everybody, whether they're a male spouse or um, a mom or a sister or a brother. So, um, Absolutely. I, I just think it's always cool when I get to talk to people or, or, or females that have served before. I just think that's awesome. So, again, welcome to the show. And so tell everybody a little bit more about um, your personal experience with, I keep saying my CAA, but um, Cammy said my CA. Right? I don't know. That's what we're we just shorten it down to my car. <laughs> my car. Okay. All right. I want to be right. I want to be with it. Okay. So what's your tell us your story? Well, I had um as an ombudsman I'd heard about the the program but I hadn't really, you know, for myself looked into it because it just at the time we were still on sea duty so, you know, it wasn't something that I could, you know, focus on. But when I got here and I decided to go, you know, and look into different schools and see what would fit with what, you know, I was looking into, you know, the the MyCAA or MyCA had, you know, popped up again and I looked into it and said, you know, great, what an opportunity, what a benefit for, you know, myself and other spouses. So I filled out all of my paperwork and, you know, hustled to get all my classes in there and all my courses and, you know, got my final approval and said, great, now go ahead and submit your your classes. And then, wow, what a shock. No longer there. So, but, you know, I, I didn't hear it from, you know, the DOD or the or the um, MICA website. My advisor had heard through the grapevine that the, the MICAA had been halted. That's kind of how I my experience as well. So I, I think that it's a common theme. Um, yes. It, it, and that's kind of one of the – that's not kind of. That is one of the most frustrating things, I think, about how this was handled. And I think it's important for people to, to hear that feedback um, because if we, don't, if we don't share it, I mean, you know, nobody um, nobody's going to know <laughs> kind of right, thing. Right, right. Um, so, okay, so um, – so, uh, so that's your experience, and so how did this whole, um, how did your involvement with the uh, Facebook page come about? Well, I am, I saw it pop up on one of the other uh, pages that I'm a fan of, and because I had already started going in and contacting, you know, certain people and asking my questions of what had happened, and so I became a fan, and you know we all banded together, and and we got things going, and just started letting our voices be heard. So that's where you know I got my start, and just started forming you know friendships, and and uniting with other spouses of all different branches, not just my Navy spouses. And I think that's one of the keys on this group. I think that's why it's grown so fast because it doesn't matter whether you're a Navy spouse or you're an Army spouse like Cammie Mm -hmm. or a Marine Corps spouse. I've read through uh, many, many, many of the posts on that uh, page and made comments. And I think that um, it's the one place, uh, you know, one of the things 
Cami had mentioned to me before via email was it's it's the one place where we can now go. There was no other place. Right. That was the central location that you could share what's happened to you and your frustration. Um, now, I'm wondering, um, do you think, you know, of the stories that you've heard um, and your personal experience also, do you think the funds should be available to any spouse, regardless of type of degree they're seeking? Because that seems to be a pretty common thing. Like it wasn't meant for higher degrees. It was meant for only a AA a, a or a bachelor's degree. Right. Well, you know, I think because they've already opened up that door, they should keep that door as wide open as it is. It can it can only benefit, you know, our spouses when they do, as Cammy was saying, get out of the service with their with their active duty member, and are able to jump into a job and you know be equal to those that are already within that job source. If not, you know, as my experience when I've tried to get jobs or I have landed jobs, you are so low on that totem pole that it's really hard to climb up unless you're keeping up with your credentialing and making sure that you are as knowledgeable as your coworkers. So I, I, I think they should keep it the way it is. You know, they've already made the promise and, and to back out now would just, you know, be horrible. Well, you know, that's a really good point. And you are a former ombudsman, right? Or you're an ombudsman now? I'm a former ombudsman, but former once an ombudsman, always an ombudsman. Okay. All right, you know, one of the things that I've heard kind of a buzzword in the Navy world lately, and, and even DOD has been um, military spouse employment is a key to family readiness because um, fi- the financial situation of a family is directly related to their deployment readiness. Um, how, how, uh, what's the ability for spouses to be able to um, – you know, be not just surviving a deployment, but actually thriving in one. And when you're having trouble paying the bills at home, um, that's a key, key stressor. So if, it, if it really is. It, you know, it it is a key stressor. And I, in my experience, have seen a lot of spouses struggle um, because they, you know, they don't know what to do, and they they don't want to bother their their sailor with that information. And so it just it, it keeps adding more stress onto them. And you know, you you have to be ready for their their questions and and wanting because they want answers, and you know they deserve answers. And you know we can as an ombudsman we're only a referral system, so we have to send them to like Fleet and Family, you know, our, which is an underutilized and and great area to go because I mean Fleet and Family is going to teach you how to write that resume. They're going to teach you how to do an interview. So, you know, that's where I would send some of my families to in order for them to learn. And it's it's all about learning. It's all about education. And that's what made the MyCAA wonderful because it was affording that opportunity for many spouses and, in, and to keep them busy. And, you know, I always tell them the key to deployment is to stay busy, you know, via jobs, via going to school, volunteering, going to your FRGs, you know, it, it's the constant keeping busy. Well, um, you make a good point because it is a constant way to keep, you know, we want to keep ourselves busy. And some many people will say um, that, you know, uh, actual education for military spouses, that um, it should be their own personal responsibility, not something that's offered as a benefit. You know, I've heard that too. I've heard if they want to go to school, let them go to school. Why does, why do we need to offer a scholarship for them? 
And what do you say to those folks? I know it's a pretty harsh statement, but I've heard that quite often. It's a pretty harsh statement, and, you know, I'm going to refrain from what I would actually tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know what, what they don't understand is that a military spouse sits home and we keep everything going. We keep our spouses, our active duty members' spirits up. We take on role as mom and dad. You know, we take on all the chauffeuring. We pay the bills. I mean, there's a lot that we do behind the scenes that our civilian counterparts do not see. They have this stigma that military spouses just sit home, watch soap operas, and eat bonbons, and, you know, lack for a better word, pop out babies. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not well, what we do. There were highly educated, you know, spouses out there, and in, in to, to label us that and tell us that, you know, why aren't we paying for it on our own? Well, you know, six thousand dollars isn't, you know, it's covering a lot, but it's not covering the whole amount. So, in fact, we are paying. We were just afforded this benefit that has never been presented to a spouse before. Right, definitely. Okay, um, you know what? We're going to take a quick break. Can you hang out with me okay. for just a little bit longer? We're going to take a quick break, and then um, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Rebecca a little bit more. We're going to take a couple questions from the chat room. Thank you to Kristen, who's been in the chat and taking care of all of our guests in there. Appreciate that, Kristen. And um, everyone, you're listening to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. We'll be right back after the break. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years, and we can help you achieve your financial goals. Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment. Or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA. We know what it means to serve. U.S. Navy t-shirts, mugs, and more at NavyChief.com. Hot new designs for sailors, chiefs, officers, families, and all those who support our men and women in the United States Navy. NavyChief.com will ship anywhere in the USA, APOs and FPOs too. NavyChief.com offers silkscreen tees for your command, unit, ship, CPOAs, fundraisers, businesses, schools, and other special events. Let our in-house professional graphic artists design your next custom order. Huge selection of tees for only $10 each. NavyChief.com, supporting our shipmates since 1997. Veteran-owned, all NavyChief.com apparel is printed in the USA. Call us at 301-475-475. 0437 or log on at NavyChief.com.
right. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. We want to say thanks to NavyChief.com, who helps us with our show, and um, also is going to. We're partnering with for our new Mill Spouse Apparel store, Mill Spouse Station, which will be coming in April. So you guys can look forward to some T-shirts that say um, fun little sayings, and um, you can even earn a chance to just pay shipping, like free T-shirt, five dollar shipping. When you join our um, website over at mymilitarylife.com and our message boards, we haven't quite figured out the number of posts that you have to make, but I think we're going to do like 20 comments or posts or something, just so we can drive some conversation over there so you guys can look for that coming in April. So thanks to Jeff over there at NavyChief.com, and they have T-shirts like as low as $10. So um, we we – uh, like to support him, and he's done um, lots of stuff for, um, like when Craig was in Afghanistan, he did their their T-shirts for their um, little unit they had, and he does really great work. So if you're looking for a custom T-shirt, that's my favorite person to go to. So Rebecca, thank you for hanging out with me. Not a problem. I'm enjoying <laughs> it. Are you good? Good. Little did you know what you're going to get yourself into. <laughs> Oh, I know it. Coming up with answers on the fly. I love it. Oh, well, I am very um, thankful and grateful that you're here with me tonight. So, okay, so I have another question for you. Um, do you think that the program should be available to spouses who currently have jobs? Yeah. Because that's one of the other things, that, you know, if if you have a job, then maybe you shouldn't be eligible has been one of the one of the criticisms well, of the program. Well, I have a job. And so I, but it's it's a part time job, and I'm not where I need to be because it's it's in a field that I wasn't trained in, that I threw myself into because I had a little bit of the training on the office side of being in the medical field, but it's not something that I'm trained in. So in fact, that's what I'm going back to school for. Um, actually, going to school for, is to get my associate's degree in medical practice management. So, you know, it's it's going to bring more money into my family unit. And in sense, you know, with if you look at it as trickle down economics, you know, my husband who is currently serving is actively working on his bachelor's. I'll be getting my associates. And so, you know, now you have two college, you know, people in within the family unit and I have three children and so it sets the example for them. Now we're both able to help with the GI Bill, you know, and to afford more college for our three children who then in return now have their degrees and are, you know, productive members into the society. So why not let them have a job and work towards a higher goal of earning more money? Yeah, great answer. I mean, I, I agree. I think that um, the well, studies show that folks that, you know, when when money is given in a scholarship to to anybody, the uh-huh. um, the amount of um, the, the positive effect of that, whether it's like in the taxes that you guys will pay extra because you're earning more money. I mean, the benefit to your local community um, uh-huh. is just compounded. It's almost like the, the measurement is really crazy positive. So, I think Absolutely. that um, education is really, you know, um, my my thing is that I don't really like. The, I, I think that there's. If you want to get your master's degree, great. If you want to get your bachelor's degree or your um, Ph.D., great. I don't think that it should be limited to just folks wanting a, a 
bachelor's or an AA or, or technical certificate. Because I think as spouses, you know, um, let's say you, you have a professional job and you're at a bachelor's degree level, you can't get promoted unless you have a master's degree. I right. mean, that's just how, the, with the current job market, um, and master's degrees can be extremely expensive. And so $6,000, although it's a great help, can only, sometimes it's just, gosh, you know, a semester. Right. It's, it's, it's not. A it's small you know, dot. Yeah, when you're talking a thirty, thirty-five $35,000 program, um, but every little bit helps. I believe that. Absolutely. Every little bit helps. So I hope that um, – what do you say to spouses that feel um, like they've lost hope to get their education dreams fulfilled? What do you say to them to to get them to um, maybe keep a little bit of that spark of inspiration alive? <laughs> um, what would your advice be? I would just tell them, you know, hope is always there. You know, you, you always have to hold on to that ray of hope. You know, our our voices are being heard. Our congressmen are signing on to the Family Military Caucus. Um, I know that when I've contacted, you know, my local news channel here, I mean, they jumped at the chance to to hear our story. Uh, you know, I did an article for the Associated Press. You know, you just have to be active. You have to know that you have the support out there. You have 1,800 and I believe 89 spouses at your disposal to give you a pick-me-up to let you know you're not alone and you're never alone as a military spouse because someone's always going to be there to pick you up when your spirits are low. We're doing great. Um, You just stay positive. Keep making those calls. That's great advice. And, you know, one of the things I did notice on the Facebook page was um, that how military spouses are really engaging in contacting their congressmen and senators on this topic. So how can people, um, you know, what is what are you po- posting on that page to encourage that to happen? I think uh, for a lot of us, we're, we're posting that, hey, we did hear back from our congressmen. Um, I actually today heard back from one of the senators that I had written um, just showing people that you are getting feedback. You know, they are calling you back. They are listening. So just keep going. And you, you know, guys have it, a long list. Well, I, I call it long. I mean, it's a pretty substantial list of congressmen that have already signed on to, is it some sort of um, uh, petition, or what is it they're actually signing? Um, to my understanding, it's from the um, Military Family Caucus. It's a, okay. a letter going up to um, Secretary Gates. Uh, you know, I guess it's you know on the House side to you know get our voices heard, and, and our our congressmen are backing us up to get this program um, uh, reinstated. Okay, and, and so um, that is one of the very key things when we talk about what can spouses do to get involved. What can they do to take action? They can contact their congressman and they can ask that congressman to be on this to sign this letter. Right? That's what we're asking them to do. Yes, we're asking them, you know, contact your congressman, um, contact your senators, contact your media. Okay, so and if you guys ask- want to, yeah, and some of the um, those, those senator or congressman names are actually listed on the Facebook page so you guys can go through and, excuse me, and scroll down and look at um, those old posts and see if yours is there. And if it's not, then um, send them a letter, make a phone call. I think that um, one of the great examples of military spouses 
pushing for something to happen and actually um, taking effect is the Survivor Benefits Plan. Um, I'm sorry for those of you that are really experts on that because I'm really not, but I do know that when my spouse retires that I have to actually sign off on that paperwork of whether I want to um, decline or accept the Survivor Benefits Insurance Plan, which means that if he sh- something should happen to him, Lord forbid, and he dies before me, that um, I will get some sort of um, of his retirement paperwork pay, uh, pay if if he you know retires. And military that was a direct response by military spouses who lobbied Congress and said, Hey, wait a minute. As spouses, you know, we have been in the trenches with our husbands. <laughs> uh-huh. And if and when he if he does, you know, kick the bucket before me for Pete's sake, I don't want him to say and choose, you know, that option without um choose the option or deny the option without talking to me first for Pete's sake. Right. So <laughs> I think that that's a great example, and I think as military spouses, it doesn't matter um, what our cause may be, um, we should band together when we're passionate about something, and this is something that's very specific that has hit us hard because it was just handled, the notification was just done so poorly. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it was just very disrespectful. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, very disrespectful in in the way they chose to handle it. All right, so any other parting words, Rebecca, about what, what you um, want to leave our listeners with regarding um, the um, taking action against the MICA shutdown? <laughs> I would just have to say that, I yeah, I, I'm extremely proud of our spouses that have united and just became one that, you know, we're not, as I said, a Navy spouse, a Marine spouse, an Army spouse. We're spouses, and we've come together under a common cause, and we were able to get our voices heard and have a place to come to that to get the support, to get what we were feeling off our chest, and we didn't have to worry about being ridiculed for what we were saying. So I am just so happy and so pleased to know that it didn't matter whether you were enlisted or you were an, an officer spouse. In this room, you are a spouse. Wow. Yeah, that's very well said. Well, you know, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on the show. I want to encourage everybody. I mean, it's close to 2,000 members now. You just go on Facebook, search Take Action Against My Ka Shutdown. We'll post the link to you on our blog. And um, thank you, Rebecca, so much for coming on the thank show. Thank you. It's just been a pleasure to have you here, and thank you for educating us even more about this topic. And um, we will see you over on the Facebook page. Yes, you will. And you have a great night. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Everybody. Take care. All right, everybody. We've been talking to Navy wife Rebecca, and um, earlier we, we talked to Army wife Cami, and I just want to say thank you to both of them for being our guests tonight on the show. We're going to take a couple minutes to wrap up, and I want to really make sure that um, everybody knows that if this is a topic near and dear to your heart, then you definitely want to get involved. It's a time for you not to just sit by. If you have, um, you know, you were taking classes and now you can't, if you're in that mix, you definitely want to speak up and, and share your story so that way we can get the program reinstated. And you can go over, like I said, to Facebook, and you can search Take Action Against My Ka Shutdown. We'll also post the link. Um, you know, I do want to um, do one FAQ because I had gotten a tweet about this. So um, 
you know, there's the question was, it's been said that it's not shut down, the program isn't shut down for spouses that have been approved. What does that mean exactly? Well, um, it, that's a tricky thing because the press release did come out and say that spouses that have been approved um, are not effective. So affected. So what does that mean, approved? And there's really two different um, steps in the MICOP process. You know, you get your career and training plan approved, and then you get your individual class approved. And that's an actual letter that says that your course courses have been approved. So unless you have the actual course approved, uh, then that's where you get stuck and you're not getting your funding. So you could have your career and training plan approved. You could have taken classes last semester. And unless you have your current classes, you're registered and already have that approval letter, you're not going to be able to register for a new class or get those classes paid for. And if you're applying now for summer or fall semester, that's where the issue, therein lies the issue in that you're not going to be able to, to access those funds for um, those uh, classes. Now, um, I will say that there's a clearinghouse, a great list of military spouse scholarships over on military.com. You guys can check that out. And, and you know, sometimes there are other scholarships that are available through Navy Marine Corps Relief or through MOA or through um, the Dolphin Scholarship Fund. There's all kinds of other scholarships that are out there, and they just take a little time and research to um, pursue. So I want to encourage you guys to do that. And we will, you know, keep you posted on the website in terms of, you know, what is new in this topic. And um, I want to say, I know the chat room is just, uh, Kristen's doing a good job in there. I apologize, y'all, I haven't been too talkative in the chat. It, life is just not the same without Marla here. So I want to say, Marla, I miss you, girlfriend. Um, okay, so here's the deal for our show, if you guys are new to us, because I know a lot of new listeners will catch our show. Uh, you can find us online at mymilitarylife.com. That's where you can listen to old shows, shows out of the archives. You can listen to um, the couple shows I did while I was in Pearl Harbor. That was a lot of fun. You can listen to our, our port call shows. You can listen to, um, if you're a big Army Wives fan, I will say the season premiere of Army Wives is in less than a month. You can look forward to um, some shows on that. We always like to have at least one cast member on each um, each season, I should say. So just search Army Wives. You go to pull up old interviews. On Twitter, we're at the at sign My Military Life. You can sign up for our tweets, and you'll get a mix of stuff, mix of newsy things, mix of what I'm doing, life with my little baby Chihuahua. Um, you can find Marla. Her screen name is at Trev's Navy Wife. And I think we're both going to be going through a PCS move. There's more more on that next week. Kind of crazy. Um, you can send us your show ideas, your comments, your feedbacks. You can tell us what you who you want to have on the show. We want to hear from you. And um, we're also, if you are an Etsy owner, if you have a little Etsy store, or you're a military spouse or a military supporter and you have a business, we're setting up a little shop area on our website. And we just are doing a link exchange. It's just real simple. And um, we're interviewing business owners and those spouses for that. So if you're interested, contact us. Um, 
the best way to make our show part of your routine is to subscribe via iTunes. You just go to iTunes.com and search Navy Wife Radio and then just subscribe. And then every time we do a new show, it will download to your iPod and you won't miss a thing. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show tonight. I want to thank our guests, Cammie, Army Wife Cammie, and Navy Wife Rebecca for joining us. Like I said, you can find them over on Facebook. Their page is called uh, Take Action Against the My Cost Shutdown. If you have a topic or a guest you'd like to discuss, like I said, contact us. You can email Marla at Marla at NavyWifeRadio.com or me at Wendy at NavyWifeRadio.com. Our disclaimer is we're not part of any official government agency, the Department of the Navy or the Department of Defense. The views and opinions expressed here are our own and do not reflect official Navy policy. Any advice we give is strictly the author's. And um, I want to say thank you to Kristen in the chat room who has been doing a great job um, moderating the chat. Kristen, I think <laughs> you earned your keep tonight, girl. I, I can't wait to hear more about what was going on in the chat. It looked a little crazy in there for a little bit. Um, so hang out if you can. I'm going to text message you as soon as we – I'm going to message you in the chat as soon as we're done live. Um, but thanks, everybody. Thanks to um, – uh, all of our live listeners, we really appreciate you being here. Marla, I look forward to you being here next week, girlfriend. And um, if anybody's going to the Mill Blogging Conference, it's April, I believe, 8th. You can check out the details at millblogging.com. Marla and I will be there. We're going to meet up with some military spouses while we're there. If you have a blog and you live in the D.C. area, we would love to meet you. So we're going to try and do a meetup while we're there. It's millblogging.com to sign up for the Mill Blog Conference. All right, everybody, it's been fun hanging out with you. Have a great week, and we will talk to you all next week. You've been listening to Military Life Radio and Navy Wife Radio. Thanks, everybody. Love you.